Hello and welcome back to 40 Days and 40 Nights on the Camino with Jamie, the Long Distance Coach. This is your host, this is the author, Jamie Wallace. I wanted to do this bonus episode um, because I felt it important to even just a highlight that there was a couple of things that were always kind of playing in my mind. The first thing was communication. How is it I communicate my message? How much do I want to communicate my message at the time? And I remember that it was when I was setting out on this journey, thinking about it, um, I really struggled with how do, I, how do I want to get this message out there? Now, something that I was kind of um, used to was making use of the hashtag um, in Twitter. Um, and one of the ways I really felt that I could express myself at that time was by creating a hashtag and, and using that to help communicate this particular conversation, this particular journey that I was taking in my life. So I did, I came up with the hashtag Air Mo Plea. And that's spelt A-I-R, M for Mother, O for Oscar, S for Sierra, H for Hotel, L for Lima, I for Indigo, G for Golf, H for Hotel, and E for Echo. Air Mopey. And what that is, that is actually the Gaelic, the Scottish Gaelic language for on my way. So I, I selected that. And by all means, you can go onto Instagram and you can look back on that hashtag. You could probably do it on Facebook as well. Look back on that hashtag and you'll see lots of pictures of me on various walks, starting with the... I think it starts with um, going up to Canna and then moving up to maybe even like I took some for Ben Nevis as well. Um, but certainly on my longer walks, being able to communicate with the outside world that way, it helped me kind of suppose psychologically to feel connected while I was walking alone. So I never felt really alone, if you know what I'm talking, if you know what I'm saying. So I found it was a good mechanism, good coping mechanism to be able to do what I wanted to do, walk solely, but also not have that ultimate feeling of loneliness. And remember, that was a feeling that I was trying to escape from. And I think the reason for me that it worked was because I associated meaning with this hashtag and meaning with this form of communicating. Um, something else, um, I like taking pictures when I go walking and if you're looking at my Facebook or Instagram, you'll notice that and you'll see that I just take random pics and things like that. So it's just something I'm used to doing and it's, it's a way that I wanted to share my, share my adventure. And I'm passionate about, you know, sharing what I'm able to, um, but for the right reasons. So that was like the how I kind of came about deciding on the communications thing. There was a time, and I'm sure it was for, I'm, I'm sure it was at the start of this this journey when the whole kind of like the Facebook 
angle from it. And I remember my mum commenting on everything. And I was like, no, 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 I can't have this. So <laughs> um, I, I kind of made sure that that stopped because as I can't be like, you can't be walking and just always on social media and commenting back and, and you know, at that time I was quite, you know, like it's my mum commenting on my stuff, that's embarrassing. Okay, I'm not like that now, but at the time it was like, there was all this whole thing going on with older folk taking over Facebook. <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess I was one of these kind of in-between generations. Um, but that was just how it felt. Obviously, there's no kind of like real truth in, in that at all, because how I feel is just based on my beliefs, and that's a total internal thing. Um, so there was absolutely no truth to that at all. It's just it was just one of these things. Um, luckily today, I, I don't think that same way. Um, but all these kind of limiting beliefs that we have, these uncertainties, these things that prevent us from doing things or make us do things in a certain way, I find all that fascinating, hence my interest in psychology. Um, so that was the first thing I want to talk about. Just kind of like, how are you going to, if you, when you're going this walk, how are you going to basically express yourself in, in a way that you feel comfortable with? Um, and in a way that you can reflect back on in time, you can easily source that information. You can go back and look at the tweets or the the posts that you made um, in order to bring back some memories. And that's the important thing for me about taking the pictures is it brings back these memories and these feelings that um, may have kind of been layered over um, through day-to-day -day life I am taking over. The next thing I want to kind of just briefly talk about is the context of this podcast. Um, the book that I'm going to be writing as well is because I think it's important to bear in mind that oh, even though I started this walk, you know, this is me, I'm talking about on one day one at the moment, I just went to bed in Ronsevalis in this nice posh fancy um, establishment hotel. Um, but I think it's still important to say that at this time, people, a lot of people on this walk, they know their reason for walking. They know their purpose. They know what their end destination for. For me, it's like walking through the fog um, that first day. I'm still in that foggy stage and I'm still breaking through. So this is where I'm at on day one, going into day two. I'm still unsure as to really why it is I'm doing this walk. All I know at this moment in time is that life got on top of me and I needed to do it. I think that's important because a lot of us find ourselves in that, these situations, in these predicaments that, and some of us might want to wait until we can clarify and find out what it is that's holding us back, what it is that's unclear. And maybe by the time you discover it's going to be too late. So I would always suggest that if, once you get that confidence to take that leap of faith and to step forward into the, the fog, then that would be the great time um, to, to start the journey and don't put off waiting um, because these layers and layers and layers of life just, they just bog us down and we may never get to do or set out what we really want to achieve. And if that's just a matter of clearing some pressure from our minds 
Um, I think definitely it's take that step forward and you know approach the fog with um, an open mind. Um, I mean, in the few episodes before this, I've talked about internal factors and that were causing this pressure in my head and the build-up um, that create that was making me want to do this. Um, just escape and, and find something. There must be something new. There must be. I must have a purpose. I must have a meaning in life. It can't all be about all the shit that's happened in the past. You know, there must be a way forward for me. Um, so that was a lot of the internal things, but. What about the external factors? I just want to introduce one element of what was happening externally to me that was also a driving force, um, especially that drove me towards walking. Um, we all enjoy walking, I'm sure, but we all can walk if we're able to. Um, but one of the things was that, you know, it was my gran. And my gran was, she would always take us for all these long, long walks you know, out in the countryside and, and things like that. She was known locally as, um, as someone that would be found miles away walking, you know, alone or with some friend, with a friend or two. Um, she had a great love for the outdoors and she just loved the exercise and just, I think she loved just being present in the moment as well, I noticed. And, and she loved taking the grandkids you know, on these walks and these adventures, and uh, this this was what created this opportunity to for me to feel that I, I could be able to walk, and I, it wasn't all stupid. Now, for years and years and years, I've been wanting to walk the bends and walk the Monroes and things like that. But I never knew how. I never knew who did it and how to go about it. Um, it was too expensive for me. I couldn't afford all the all the kit and all the rest of it. Lots of things put me off from actually doing it. But the time came when my grand took a stroke. And as a result, it affected her, her walking. She couldn't, you could hardly walk around a corner, never mind walk 10 miles in a day. And for my grand, that had such a massive, massive impact on her, psychologically especially. Um, but physically, um, it wasn't possible. She could walk little distances, footsteps, but there was no way that she was going to walk miles and miles and miles. And she was, you know, cars weren't going to stop, police cars weren't going to stop her and say, are you lost? And try and take her to the, the local folks home and things like that. These are things that happened. They're funny things that happened, but now these moments are in the past and they're not going to happen again. Um, and for me, it, you know, I just felt, well, is there something I can do that can maybe help that burden or help the, the pain that that's causing? And deep down in my heart, I thought, this is something that I can do and it can drive me through the, the pain of not not doing it. Um, so yeah, um, my, as an external factor, my grand was probably number one. And I wanted to show her that her legacy of walking can continue. And like today, we used me and my granny, we used to talk a lot. We would argue 
we would debate um, we'd play cards while we were doing this so but she took another stroke and now she's got this thing called aspasia which means that although in her mind she knows exactly what she wants to say it just doesn't come out her mouth and it's so frustrating for her you know it's but this is part of the more recent this is part of a more recent life and after this after this what but the thing i wanted to say was and it connects to what i was saying in the first part about communicating i really wanted to get some stories from my gran and and as always as this ambition to go up with a tape recorder or you know like a, a dictaphone and get the stories recorded and maybe write about them one day yeah, can't do that now. Can't do that. Hence the drive to do something like this in a podcast. Because we just don't know what's around the corner, do we? And the frustrations that I see in my gran, I don't want to see that in anyone if I can prevent it or myself. And it it's heartbreaking because and we, we, our conversations were amazing and it's so heartbreaking because we can't have these conversations anymore and the times I do get to see her and talk to her it's just not the same and we're both frustrated and we try we do both make the best of it but it's just not the same and I can see how much she struggles in her mind. And it's a difficult thing. It's something that we all, it's like when you coach someone and then you realize that they're not at the coaching stage yet. I wish I could really help you, but you've, you need to talk to someone else. I just don't have these superpowers to get through that. So, this was a little bonus episode that I felt was important to to say. And for real, the next episode is going to be about waking up in Ron Sabalas and heading over to Zabiri, um, where I had another fun evening. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Tune in again tomorrow for the next episode.